I gotta be honest with you. It's been way, way too long. It's been way too long. I know. We've been on summer hiatus, but we are back wow. now with a live, unedited version of the Gentleman's Dojo. Yeah. Boom! Rocking it out. Gary Cannon alongside with me is Patrick Keene, and we are back live. Here mid July. Good to see you. It's been you are you're right. It has been it's way been a too long, long, long time since we've seen each other, and we're done one of these. I gotta tell you, I don't know how that's been possible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, getting we're, sidetracked. We have so much to catch up yeah, on. Absolutely. So much to catch up on. Uh, first of all, I gotta tell you, as I was driving in, and we're gonna go off topic for a second, and then I will bring you up to speed because I saw Steve Byrne a couple of weeks ago working on his new movie. But uh, I was passing this coming here to work, coming to do our podcast. All the Toys R Us stores are. Officially closed. So weird. So closed. And what a bummer. I mean, that was such a big deal in our childhood, yeah. which is crazy. In fact, one of the guests that we have coming up, I think in a few weeks, is uh, Brian uh, Volkswies. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. I know the spelling. Is that the You're name? saying it yes. exactly like it's spelled, yes. So he came out with a couple of these shows, the toys we grew up with. Yeah. He does a ton, ton of executive producing and directing on so many comedy specials. You always saw his name mm-hmm. on the... Comedy Central specials. Yeah. His name was always at the end of it. But he's going to be coming into the studio and talking about the toys that we grew up with as kids, what was important to us. But as I passed this Toys R Us, I remember this song that I was always here around Christmas time. And I think you'll remember it from Toys R Us, the commercial from probably back in 1981. Toys R Us. Does it sound familiar? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Christmas time. Yeah. I mean, it was always Christmas at Toys R Us. And yeah, a very good feeling I am feeling right now. It's crazy. Fact, at 45. I came a little bit. Aaron, do you yeah. remember that song? <laughs> do you remember that? how great that song was? It really, it felt You'd like... You'd think that they'd keep one open. Like one Toys R Us, just consolidate all the best toys, make it some kind of uh, vintage shop or something. Just something. To close all of them, that's ridiculous. I heard that that... Remember the, the, the toy store, KB Toy Stores? Yeah, I remember KB. I heard like that was kind of the very smaller kind of tiny antique store just you know very mom and pop shop but they were in the mall they were always in the mall and that store i heard they were reopening a couple of those i don't know how true that was but i just i just read by the way do you remember kitty city they had kitty city in the midwest in ohio they had a couple kitty cities maybe maybe (laughs) it was just called i don't even know how it's spelled with d's or t's but uh, anyway go ahead that sounds like a massage place listen uh, maybe it wasn't toys one more uh, one more left in the country. One more of this store that was huge back years and years ago. What is it? Do you remember? One store is left. It's in Oregon. Aaron, if you know this answer, jump in. Spencer. Nope. Aaron, do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Uh, I mean, Pine- I Pioneer Portland. Chicken. There's one of these left. It was huge years ago. It revolutionized this industry when it came out. In the out. 80s or 90s? I would say probably late 80s, early 90s. Okay. It revolutionized this business. They, they, they were slowly, slowly whittling down. Now there's one more left, and it's in Oregon. Any guesses? Oh, uh, wow. Like a dine-in Pizza Hut? Uh, blockbuster video. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, one oh, more. Okay. There's only one left. One left. They slowly, and slowly. And it's still functional. Still functional. I thought there were a couple in Alaska like, that, that are still there. You know what's crazy? Because lower I remember. 48. We're sticking with the lower 48. When I, when me, I was me. a kid uh, right out of college, uh, or in college, I worked at a. Remember how many knockoff stores they had of those blockbusters yeah. where you'd walk in, the videos would be behind, sure. you know, the thing. Um, I worked at a place called Video Max, and I just remember they. Video Max was different because they sold or rented adult videos, which Blockbuster didn't. And I remember my buddy would come in all the time and like rent. Yeah, they had the curtain and he would go back there. And then when he would come up to the register to get them, I would like announce them really loud what he had just to be a dick. Yeah. I love it. That's beautiful. What a friend. So it just, it's so one left. But Toys R Us completely gone. Just sad. Just you'd sad think one, especially up here in the valley. You'd think, what a perfect spot to just have one, even if, I don't know. I don't know. Make it, make it work. And you know, obviously, when we were kids, those Atari games yeah. would, would have like the little uh, 
picture of it, and then you, if there was the piece of paper behind it, you'd pull the piece of paper, yeah. and then you'd bring it up to the register, and then you'd see it behind it. It's just such so a So is great... it all online then? If like a kid wants the Millennium Falcon, he goes online. I think so. I think you just Amazon. get it all through Amazon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is crazy, because look at how that changed the world. Just, I mean, that was a book place. Yeah. Netflix, you not too long ago, you put the movie back in the sleeve and mailed it back. It's, it's just, I, it's so crazy. And that's that, over now too. Or is it, can you still get hard copy Netflix? I movies? don't, Aaron, can you still get hard copy Netflix movies? I don't think you can. Uh, I feel like you can, but I don't know anyone who does. Yeah, I w- I w- yeah. It, it would just surprise me yeah. if you could. Um, so much to catch up on. Yep. So we've been gone, and we apologize because scheduling is so or difficult. Or you're welcome, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Listener. Uh, we've just had such a crazy schedule yeah. and just trying to get everybody in the studio. And obviously, Steve Byrne is still working on his movie, which we'll talk about momentarily. But I just want to give a big shout-out because she's always – Helping us with our social media stuff is uh, Laurel. I mean, down Amazing. in Florida. The she's, Twitter, yeah. The Twitter. She's, she's always yeah. sending me these very cool things about merchandise that we can use. Uh, not that it would sell, but we can use um, like bottle openers and shot glasses. I mean, she's so – she's doing more work than we are. It's yeah. incredible. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, I don't know. I never know where they live because they come see so many markets. I'm like, oh, God, what, are you guys with us? Like, well, it's crazy because I'm going to see her and her mom down in San Diego because oh, cool. I'm heading down to San Diego this week for Comic-Con. Conan's going to be down there, so I'm working down there. And they're flying out specifically to see Sal Volcano, oh, who's awesome. at the Balboa Theater yeah. with Steve Byrne and Roy Wood Jr. Oh, that'll be a great They're show. such huge Jesus, Jokers fans. Yeah. So, are you are you warming up that show? No, oh, no, 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 because I'm doing Conan, and then um, I thought maybe Steve and Roy would be in town maybe a day or two sure. early, but no, they're it's all not, getting yeah. in on Saturday. So maybe I'll briefly see them, but Laurel uh, and her mom are coming in. Uh, to see the show, so but what, just a big shout out to her for just doing so much work and helping us, and you know just making. I, I I'll literally post something up, and then two seconds later, it's on Twitter. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, she's all over the place. So she's absolutely fantastic. But what's interesting is I had so we obviously do this podcast with Steve Byrne. Have been doing it for a long time with Steve. Steve has been out and about shooting this brand new movie. Steve is shooting a movie called The Opening Act, which if you remember, he was on our show. Uh, right before he left to do the movie two months ago. Yeah, it's been about that. And I got to tell you, dude, he is the busiest I've ever seen him. Like, I mean, he is in full work mode even when he's not working. Yeah. I mean, I remember just getting a little, I don't know if it was upset or just frustrated that couldn't talk, couldn't this and that. And then you see him, you know, in the environment of the movie and it's all business. Yeah. There's no goofing around. Yeah. So basically... He's putting this movie together that was being financed through Vince Vaughn's Wild West Production Company. The movie, just to refresh everybody, is called The Opening Act. And I think part of it, um, and correct me, I, I think this is true, part of it kind of stems from Steve's early years of doing stand-up, yeah, right? Yeah, in New York, the East Coast, Eastern Seaboard, yeah. So, so that's the idea of it. So Jimmy O. Yang is the opening act, and the idea behind it is Jimmy has a day job, which is, I think, similar to how Steve was was doing his career path back in New York years ago. Jimmy has a day job, a girlfriend, things are good, but he wants to take it to the next level and do stand-up. Jimmy, obviously, from Silicon Valley. Hilarious. Done a bunch of other stuff. So funny. He has great a comic, book out. great actor. He has a book. Great wow. everything. He has yeah. a book out, which he was on our show promoting. Yeah. So Jimmy's the opening act. He gets offered uh, a weekend performing at the Improv in Pennsylvania. That's the idea. But he realizes he doesn't know if he can go or not because that same weekend he's offered the work, his wife his girlfriend actually wants him to go to her best friend's wedding in another state. So now he's torn between going to work at the Pennsylvania Improv or making his girlfriend happy by going to her best friend's wedding. How do you do it? I mean, obviously, you know this. You've been yeah. in those situations yeah. where, oh, my God, I get the first great week ever that I, I can do. And to throw a little wrench into this thing, the headliner, um, it's a headliner's fictitious stage name is Billy G, but it's played by Cedric the Entertainer. Oh, that's great. So the idea is he wants to really work with Billy G because he's a fan. He gets to open for him. How great is this? Life on the road. So the whole movie is just about the dilemma that he faces about going on the road. And then the movie starts evolving. This is when I saw Steve last week because they shot a bunch of stuff at the Old Bray Improv. Okay. Shot a bunch of stuff there, and I did kind of a lot of the crowd work for the audience that was just sitting there. Between scenes, between yes. takes. Yes. Between takes. Which, you know, it's so funny. 
everybody thinks the movie business is so glamorous. Yeah. It is so much. So much downtime, so much. Brutal. Oh, brutal. So much sitting and waiting, sitting and waiting, sitting and waiting. I mean, we would do a shot and then the cameras would have to repo just to get it from Jimmy's point of view so they would be behind him. You'd for be, one line. For, for one, one line. line. Half a line or a comment or a look. Yeah, it's brutal, man. You'd be sitting down for an hour. Yeah. So my job, basically, Steve brought me in to just kind of keep the audience alive because it wasn't just casted extras that were sitting in the audience as audience members. There were people from the Brea community who Steve sent out an email to saying, hey, why don't you guys come out, be part of this movie? So it was some of his fans that saw us at you know the old sure. the, the, the new club the new when we club, were there. Yep. Yeah. So it was a lot of regular people mixed in with some casted people. But, you know, Steve's idea was let's keep these people entertained and make sure that they have fun so they're not just sitting there in kind of a lull as we're repositioning the cameras. So I did that, and we probably, I don't know, shot what probably will be five, ten minutes in the movie, and it took 12 hours yeah. just to bang that out. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hurry up and wait, this business. And, and you had probably the crew and, and grips and all the electric, all those guys setting up at 4 a.m., 5 a.m., and then they sit all day, or they just do some, you know, some repositioning stuff, and then they have to wait till maybe one in the morning, and all day, you know, their whole work week, their whole work day was smashed into like two or three hours. Top well, I, I have one better for you, Patrick, because we were down there right before Fourth of July. The heat was ridiculous yeah, that week. Remember? It's terrible. Yeah, the, a lot of electricity went out in a lot of grids throughout LA. Yeah. We we couldn't even turn on the air conditioning as we were filming because that noise, the humming, sure. makes so much that we couldn't even shoot. So once we were shooting, the air went off, and now people and, – and of course, you just can't shut the air off and just start filming. Yeah. Air shuts, and then we're just waiting for a few minutes, and then we jump into the scene. So that's really the the kind of the bare bones of the movie that, you know, Jimmy's the opening act. He's trying to figure out where his life is. Does he want to pursue, you know, his girlfriend and make her happy? Does he want to take the road gig? And, and as the movie evolves, you'll see, and I don't want to give too much away, but, you know, the idea is, you know, he goes and meets his idol, Billy G, mm-hmm. Cedric the Entertainer. Who, great actor also. He's, he's great in like Barbershop. And oh, some my gosh. Things, yeah. And he's got a brand new show out, a sitcom coming out in the fall called The Neighborhood. Oh, okay. It's going to be great. But he basically... When he meets Billy G for the first time, it's kind of like when you are so excited to meet somebody that you have never worked with before. I guess the idea is he meets Billy G for the first time. Billy G's not very nice to him. He's not doing well in front of Billy G. He doesn't know how to handle these crowds. Maybe this is in over his head, taking this road gig. So it's really about just his evolution from when he kind of starts this day job, his relationship with his girlfriend, how he handles the road. Uh, different characters on the road. You know, you always have the one guy who all he wants to do is be a feature and just clock ass for his entire career. (laughs) You know how Billy G, the headliner, you know, he's, you know, the guy, but maybe he's not happy either. You know, obviously Jimmy O. Yang's this young, spry guy who's so excited to be on the road, doesn't care what the money is. But I got to tell you, just seeing Steve in action and seeing him just juggle all of these things was pretty crazy. Yeah. 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 I've seen it. I've seen it. I mean, the house, the family, the stand-up career, the writing, the TV shows, the, the appearances. It's, yeah, he's he's a beast. I, I, I And it's so funny because, you know, you and I, like, I, you know, you get up a lot earlier than I do. Oh, I mean, really? I, okay. I see your text messages at like 8 a.m. Yeah. Like, what else are you doing? And then Steve, like, as long as we've known him, we'll go do the road. We'll fly home from Florida back to L.A. on a Sunday, land at 10. The earliest flight available that they have out of whatever airport. Earliest flight. Unreal. And his family's waiting there to go to Disneyland. Uh, I'm like, what? You uh, guys, I'll meet you when you come home. Yeah. Um, so I, the movie is wrapping up this week. He's just about to wrap up. I know that they're filming even today. They're doing a lot of exterior shots. But, you know, they they shot it at the old Bray Improv because obviously the new one's open. So they shot it there. They did some office stuff. But he's got such great Bill Burrs in it, Roy Wood Jr., uh, Sarah Tiana, Jimmy O. Yang. I mean, I was looking at the list. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a pretty heavy stacked list. Yeah. Whitney Cummings is Whitney. in it. Oh, nice. Okay. I mean, he really pulled out all the stops. Did, is Vince making an appearance anywhere? I don't think so. No. No. I, producing we, we did see Vince off, when I was He's playing off there. the ball just like LeBron. You saw Vince, you said? He was there. Peter Billingsley, oh, okay. who's been on this oh, yeah, show, yeah. Uh, Little Ralphie yeah. from Christmas Story. The best. He's kind of the guy behind the scenes. Yeah. So, so he's a big director, executive producer, who was part of Sullivan and Son too. Yeah. So he was that. He was there. Vince was there briefly, but from what Steve told me, he really he's been working on his own movie, so he hasn't been there all that much. Yeah. So I gotta tell you, I'm excited. I just know Steve's a perfectionist. The movie I, he was saying that they have a couple different options on where they can distribute it, whether it's to Netflix, Showtime, whatever. Yeah. But 
he was saying that he's really proud of it. From what I saw, it looks great. And I'm excited for it. I mean, I know that he's put in so much work. And even Steve was saying when he's not there on set, he's doing 180 different things. It's unbelievable. If, if, if a project for some reason doesn't take off, then he doesn't waste a lot of time frustrated with it. It's like, oh, he'll have some time now? No, he's on to the next thing, whatever it is. Another movie, another show idea, another hour special. It's he's, absolutely yeah. crazy. Yeah. So I got to see him briefly. I know that once... The movie's done. Uh, I know he's got a little bit of downtime before he starts getting into the edit bay. And, you know, whether he calls in or does whatever, yeah. uh, that would be absolutely fantastic. But it's crazy. We were talking about this before we came on the air. I'm excited because we have, as we come back, you know, into kind of full throttle mode for summer, just some great guests coming up. I just read an email that uh, we're close to locking down Louis Anderson, which looks great. Uh, I worked on a show right before... Uh, when was it? Probably in the month of June, and it finally premiered last night. Did you hear anything about this new Sasha Baron Cohen show? Uh, I saw something on Facebook this morning, early this morning. He was doing some uh, one of his characters. It was phenomenal, talking about arming little kids or something. Oh my gosh, yeah. Aaron, did you have you heard of this show or know of any of the show? I, I've heard of it. I haven't. I haven't been able to watch it yet. So the show is called Who's America. Let me just confirm that. Be, uh, because, so basically... He's a genius. He's brilliant. He was going to play Freddie Mercury, but I guess he didn't like that they didn't touch on Freddie's personal trouble yeah. part of his life. So th- this is kind of a crazy story. So probably six weeks ago, yeah. I get a call from this woman. Her name is Melanie. The great thing is Melanie was a huge part of working on that show. And and she was a, a producer um, and really just kind of like the nuts and bolts of setting up all these interviews and 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 making sure this all happened. Melanie's going to be joining us on our podcast in a couple of weeks talking about how they set all this stuff up. So basically, I get this call and they said, hey, we want you to do warm-up for a new Showtime show, but we can't tell you anything about it. And I was like, this sounds like a huge scam. They Like, we can't tell you anything about it. We'll tell you more when you get here, but you have to sign an NDA, but we'll tell you more when you get here. So I go and do it and find out it's a screening of these various vignettes that he's done that they're going to put together for a Showtime show. So Sasha Baron Cohen in this new show called Who is America plays like four or five different characters. He plays this uh, gun guy. He plays uh, Billy Billy Wayne Ruddick, who is this Vietnam vet in a scooter. Like so many great characters and goes around just interviewing Bernie Sanders, um, uh, Joe Walsh, the former congressman from Chicago. Just interviewing these people. And these as projects have about thirty lawyers, so it's not like once if, if you go, no, you're not using this. You're not using this footage. I, I well, you already signed off the release here, and the lawyers just come full board. It's you know what's yeah. so funny about it too, Patrick. They get these guys to sign the release before the interview even starts, yeah. and then once the interview starts, and at some point, Joe Walsh said this, the congressman from Chicago, because he was on last night. He basically said, at some moment, like a day later, a light bulb pops off and says. I was just duped. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And at that point, you're screwed. Yeah, well, yeah. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and it's funny now to see all of these guys because Joe Walsh. Because they're so eager to get on camera that, like, you just give them a little nudge and then, uh, you know. And, and Sasha Baron Cohen plays the character so well that it's actually believable early on. You literally have to see because Joe Walsh, he comes on CNN and is telling what happened. Yeah. He gets this letter saying that they want to present him this award in D.C. So they're going to fly him out to D.C., put him up in a hotel. They're going to bring him to the studio. They give him this award. And then he said they asked me to read this teleprompter, which is essentially about arming two, three, and four-year-old kids with guns. Okay? (laughs) And it's almost like that thing that Steve mentions about the We Too Low, all this other stuff. People will start reading a teleprompter not realizing even what they're saying, and then after the fact say, oh, I didn't mean to say that. Well, why wouldn't you just stop midway yeah. and just say that I'm not endorsing this? Like, I wouldn't read something, especially with cameras rolling, yeah. you know, like, oh, I, I endorse this. or I endorse, Like, why would you do that? No, they, just, they view it as exposure and like, oh, this is good no matter what I'm saying right so now, it's exposure. If you look at it, Patrick, if you watch this video that Patrick Walsh does, I'm sorry, that Joe Walsh does on CNN, he says, I got this award and I got the you're not checking out what this award is. Yeah. All you know is you're yeah. getting a free trip to DC. So that's what's crazy. So I go out and I do this warm up gig. I'm just warming up the screening before it starts welcoming them. Boom, boom, boom. But we see like all these vignettes of the different characters that he's playing that are now edited into six or seven shows over the course of seven weeks. Yeah. But it looks great. I mean, Marsha Clark, or not Marsha, um, um, Sarah Palin came out and said she was duped. Like all these people now after the fact. Uh, the nation was duped by Sarah Palin ever even being in our so- social psyche. You know, Here's here's yeah. my thing. 
they can say whatever they want. Yeah. And maybe they were duped. Maybe they were this and that. The fact is, you are still telling him what you truly believe, whether you think you're talking to him or somebody else. Yeah. I mean, that's the fact. I mean, you know, I know that maybe he is duping you into thinking you're being interviewed by a Vietnam vet, whatever. But I get that part. But what you can't dispute is that you are obviously saying what you would say if you thought this was a legitimate interview. You really do feel this way. Yep. I mean, there are some great ones coming up. He gets uh, O.J. Simpson. Oh, uh, how do you even get access to some of these people? I, I mean, don't know. It has to be cloaked in such a way to get access to these people. that That in itself is an art. I'd love to see some of the cover letters or initial phone calls. Okay, so Melanie Elin, who was was one of the people that talked about this and how they did it. When I worked over there, she was my point of contact. She's going to come in and reveal as much as she can about how they did do this. Yeah. She was saying that they would have eight different burner phones that would just immediately disconnect after the interview. It. Tons of fake emails, like okay. just all this stuff. So the minute you try to reach out to somebody as soon as it's over with, now it's, all of a sudden there's no way of getting in touch with people. That's great. It's, it's the craziest. Great. He plays this... He plays this character uh, like a, a children's TV host where he's putting together these Shopkins and these little miniature things. And he's interviewing people like a, a, a TV host would, but then throwing in these jabs. It is really funny. And people who came to the screenings to watch them, even if you were a, a Democrat or Republican, people really enjoyed them. Yeah. They were really funny. So uh, Melanie's going to join us. I'm really excited to have her. That'll be a great interview. Uh, she'll be great. Yeah. We have some great authors coming up. Uh, some of the people that brought us the books that we had about the video games. Uh, and I, it's so funny. I yeah. was telling you just off air, I ran into Fran Strine. Who moved down here, you said. Who moved down here. Yeah. He, uh, uh, directed, produced, uh, put together that great and he's movie. he's here full-time. I mean, he just came because yeah. he's working so much down here that he said, screw it. Yeah, him. and he's working with Ray Parker Jr. Real estate's probably cheaper. The Bay Area is just ridiculous now. I don't he know. He said that he was living in Marin County. Oh, yeah. Forget about it. And he said he got double the space down here for half the price. Yeah. Yeah. And what we know down here, we're like, how much is it up there? Yeah. It's so crazy. Yeah. We, by the way, so so Melanie's going to join us. religious people. Like God couldn't get real estate. It's too expensive. That's why they're all atheists it's, up there. Go ahead. It's, <laughs> it's, so by the way, that show called uh, Who is America with Sasha Baron Cohen airs Sunday nights on Showtime. So if you haven't seen it yet, check it out. It is so damn good. You got to, you got to see that show. Um, Another thing that he's happened. one of those guys that's always like a step ahead. Like you're like where did like a Mike Myers like where did that guy go? And then all of a sudden the Shrek franchise comes out and and Sasha Baron Cohen's something like yeah. That. All yeah. of a sudden you're like you hadn't seen him, you hadn't seen him, and all of a sudden this this whole series comes out. What was great and interesting about Sasha was that he was there for every screening. He's sitting in the back. There's also somebody in the audience in the middle of the audience taking notes to see where people are laughing, when they're laughing, how hard they're laughing. He is that much of a critic and just wanting to be a perfectionist to make this show as good as it is. Because I will tell you, Patrick, some of these videos that we saw when I saw them, the Bernie Sanders one that aired last yeah. night when I saw it was probably 10, 12 minutes, last night three. So they just edited it down to the best parts. Sure. Uh, one of the things that he did last night was he went, he was uh, played this uh, ex-con in jail for like 25 years. Yeah. He comes out and he wants to get into art, like designing art. He meets this woman at a gallery in Laguna Beach. Looks like uh, one of the real housewives of Orange sure. County. Oh, yeah. Goes down there and he starts showing her this art that he says is made from his jizz and shit. Oh, my God. How, how do you he, even yes, get into this? <laughs> yes. And I got one better for you. One of the things he does is he pulls out this paintbrush and he says, everybody that I've met over the years has given me a pubic hair that I can add to this paintbrush. And he's playing it dead straight. Dead straight. And, and the person he's talking to is like, oh. They cut to that woman in the bathroom shaving her vagina to give him a piece of the oh my God. pubic hair. I mean, by the way, you're the camera guys. You're not going to bust out laughing. I mean, how do you not? You're just like, and, and, and then again, once this airs, Everybody's doing damage control. I didn't like. Yeah, but yeah. Listen, anytime there's a camera, forget it. You know what? And if you've been duped by Sasha Baron Cohen's team, it's fine. Like we're going to forgive you. It's not like we're you know. Like I think, you've been duped by the best. So don't you think it's almost like when you're parodied in Family Guy or The Simpsons? You're like, 
Okay, we yeah, won. I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it. Yeah, we, we won. I think all you have to do is laugh that stuff off, and America will forgive you. They'll come to your rescue. That's oh all you have gosh. to do is laugh the stuff off. It, 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 it's oh, I said that. Yeah, I was an idiot. I was, you know. But look how many people don't do that. Right. They deny. They fight it, and then that's where you get into more trouble. And then you look worse. Yeah. Hundred percent. Did you get a chance to um, check out? Because I know it taped here over the weekend. Did you go or know anybody that went to the Bruce Willis roast? Uh, no, I was I was driving Uber yep. y- yesterday, and some guys were talking about it, and uh, and they said uh, it was good. They, they had some mixed reviews. They say Rodman didn't do so well. I heard that too. They went to the the roast. Yeah, they'd gone there. Okay, and they were talking about it, and uh, it's so funny because you and I know this from living here and just being part of these shows. Somebody said to me, do you want to go to the roast? Because it was at the Palladium in yeah. Hollywood. Those roasts, as you know, take eight hours to film. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely. can't sit there for eight hours. You should be doing You should be performing. I don't know why Gary Cannon's not performing at these roasts. <laughs> you know, what you did at Ralphie's. And, and, and Oh, that's funny. I mean, that's just the beginning of what. It, uh, you know, I heard um, uh, Nikki Glaser did it. Don mm-hmm. Morera. I thought that that oh, was great. A, yeah, a great that's a name. Good, that's a good call. And, but I didn't realize, and I, I didn't know if you had heard this before, and I, I read this as a result of the roast. I guess he's a huge dick. Like, Bruce? I, well, I mean, I know he's a Trump guy. Right? Oh, he is. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that he was a huge, huge pain in the ass. Oh, on I didn't set. know that. How do you keep that? How do you keep an A list like that for eight hours while you're taping all this stuff? Or does he come in selectively toward the end? He must. He must downplay it yeah. because of that. Don't you think? I would think that he's got to know. Yeah. It, it's going to be a goof on him. Yeah. But yeah, I, I was looking at... Uh, so uh, he's got a bad rep kind of under That's the, what I heard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, at that level, once you're at that level, I don't know how much... I, you know, some of these big celebs, people have these stories about, oh, he's a dick, he's a jerk, that person. But they can't give their time to every single PA or whatever over the course, years. You know? Of so course. I, I don't know how much to believe some of that stuff. Well, it's also funny, too, because I remember Ralphie, who was the nicest guy to yeah. everybody, over the top, over the top. And I remember somebody telling me once, oh, we met Ralphie, like, months and months ago, and he just was not a nice guy. And I was like, you know, people are entitled to bad days, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's They can't... Yeah. Have that smile plastered on twenty four seven. Absolutely, you don't know. What I think just Jay Leno is the one guy that everybody will say, "Oh, he's a nice guy, nice guy." But, but maybe behind closed doors, he's furious. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like just an angry man. I hate people. Sure. Yeah, just sure. because of that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The one thing that I was surprised at, I don't know if you have been following this, but why isn't Lisa Lampanelli part of these roasts anymore? Like that's kind of what. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I, you know, I have a few questions about the roast. I, I don't know why. Like, Die Hard made him big. He was moonlighting. He was the goofy, silly guy. And then Die Hard came out with late 80s summer, and it exploded, right? Right. We know, like, pretty much every character in that movie. We've all seen that movie 5 to 10 to 100 times. I don't know why you don't make little vignettes of whoever's still alive. I know the the, the Swedish-looking guy that was also in Money Pit, he's dead, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Carl or something like that, and I know Alan Rickman's dead, but, you know, bring the wife in. Get what's William the Atherton, the red-haired guy. You know, bring some yeah. of these little characters in. Uh, I believe, no. Is he dead too? I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, where but was Carl Winslow, the cop? Just have him walk in and check people's, you know, I don't know, IDs or something, just something silly, just to keep it like a little bit um, precious, you know, yeah. a memory. And, and but it, But it's all like probably dick jokes and like, Oh, you're so old, or you're so bald, or your career, or Demi Moore's fucking younger guys. I don't know. Make it a little sweeter, you know? I will tell you what's funny, and it's funny that you say that, because you know that a lot of the jokes from any roast, and it's nobody's fault, but, you know, there's certain topics that people hit on, the eight topics that seven, eight, you know, whether it was when they did Rob Lowe, he was, you know, banging underage girls, whether it was whoever was Charlie Sheen with the drugs. they stay on those tones, They stay on those topics. It's funny because you know this. Every summer at the Hollywood Improv, they do these teen tours. And the teen tours are where 100-plus privileged kids from around the country get sent off by their parents. They're loaded on a bus, and they travel the country just to get them the hell out of the house. So the improv has some deal with them where and five p.m. shows like yeah it's yeah, yeah way they, too early it, for it's too early yeah. but they they let them in and yeah. you can swear this that, and the other thing. Well, I used to always host these teen tours, which was great because you could go up and just shit on them and say anything you wanted. But a couple of weeks ago, I went on at the end and I wasn't there at the front part of the show, and I went on at the end, and then I'm doing these jokes that I think are funny and they're dying. Because you're like, oh, I forgot there were six other people that were up before me talking about how these kids are jerking off into a sock yeah. that I can't do now. 
So it's either you got to get there early or think of something way creative that's going to be different. But that's kind of like the roast. I mean, you're just... Oh, you, you wipe it out so early. You blow your wad, so to speak, on that stuff. Did you stuff. see, though? It's funny because I bring up Lisa Lampanelli for a reason because... Did you see her kind of meltdown in San yeah, Jose? Yeah, I saw some of that clip where she started kicking people out. And yeah. yeah, but I thought yeah. the fascinating thing to me was she was in this venue that looked like it was tiny and empty, and I was just like, "Wow, this is this isn't the Lisa Lampanelli that I know." Yeah. And weren't her fans saying, "No, no, do your set, do your stuff, do your stuff"? But and she was getting even angrier. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Pa- uh, uh, Aaron, did you see that that clip that she was no. kicking people out? Yeah, it was like Joe Bartnick, our buddy, yeah. who has a show on the network called Puck Off, he used to open for all the time doing these crazy huge venues. And I just, I I was surprised to see it. And I was just like, oh, she was so much a part of those roasts years ago that I wonder what happened to her. Yeah, that it is. I don't know if she pissed someone off or or the wrong person off. I don't know. I don't know. But she was always a mainstay. She was like a staple for those. Yeah, I don't know. And who else was a staple? Uh, Jeff Ross. Jeff Ross, the main Still yeah, there. Master General. Greg Giraldo. You know who's good? Who uh, I spent uh, July 4th with a couple years ago with Sarah Tiana. She and her guy. The we, best. She she was coming up with stuff. And I'm like, these are. And Swartzen was with us. And even Swartzen afterwards was like, God, I could never do those things, man. And she just writes those. You know, her and Glazer. I mean, I'm sure other people do too, but those are two people that we know. Uh, and they can write those jokes, man. They're Sarah biting, was a writer biting. this year. Yeah. Nikki was a roaster. Okay. Sarah has a show on the network too, right, Patrick? She do one with John Reap? Yeah, yeah, Fried. Yep. So I, she is just so damn talented. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and you. by the way, she's a great example. She did like, the podcast about a year ago. I think. Yes. Yeah. She's a great example, almost like a Roy Wood Jr. Took a little while before Comedy Central even acknowledged her. Mm-hmm. And she finally, because I remember she said to me, she's like, oh, I'm doing a set, which is going to be watched by Comedy Central executives for them to decide if I can get a half an hour. I'm like, you don't have a half an hour? Yeah. I'm like, that's insulting. Yeah. You know, and screw you, comedy. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And I, trust me, I've seen the lineups. Right. Like, right. you guys are shitting me. Yeah, you have, it, it's funny with some of those bookings for the half hours, it's like you have legends that have hours and they have to squeeze in 22 minutes, or you have someone that has 19 minutes that's trying to stretch to 22 minutes. You're it's like, really hey, just, uh, just throw in another commercial. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just I like, have, oh, no, we're pushing this person. <laughs> I have one of the uh, funniest stories. I was up in Lake Tahoe a couple weeks ago working at the Improv, and it what happened was, what, you'll, you can so appreciate the story. There's no security at these casino gigs. There never is, right? So I'm performing and literally, uh, do you know a comic named Vince Morris? Uh, yeah. Why do I know that name? Ohio. Vince, Ohio guy? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good dude. Yeah. He was headlining. Glasses, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I'm up on stage and two minutes in, two women sitting in the second row, one of them was drunk as hell, yelling, yelling, yelling. Finally, Patrick, without any alert of any kind, she comes out from her row walks the three stairs yep. up to the stage. Yep. I know that. Now she's on stage with me. Yep, there you go. She's on stage with me. A woman who is probably in her 50s, older woman, ticket taker, she comes over to the stage and gives the old, like, with her fingers, like, get off the stage, like, you know, waving towards her to get off the stage. Woman on woman now, okay. Woman on woman, yeah. waving at her to get off the stage. She does it twice. The woman who works at the improv looks the woman's not leaving she walks away that that was it that was it i said to the woman as she's walking away i was like well you've done all you can do <laughs> she's literally walking away like like i, I gave her yeah. the old you know i said you should be a police officer you'd yeah. be the best police officer yeah. ever like get out of the car no you won't all right adios <laughs> like just gave the two fingers like your yeah. mom would do right so then i literally and, and the crowd is loving it because they see how ridiculous this looks I then say, is there any security here? Anything. Now, I will tell you something, though, about this woman. She wasn't being vengeful. She yeah. wasn't being shitty. She was being fun. She was right. hammered, right? So you could play with it, right? Finally, 10 minutes later, five security guards from the Lake Tahoe Improv come in, okay? They're all huddled it together. Took that long? Took that long. Okay. They're all huddled together like they're in a quarterback huddle for a football sure. game. I say to the audience, guys, look at this. Yeah. They're, what are they talking about? What are they, are they, is this an ISIS takedown? Like, what could they possibly be saying to each other, right? right? The audience is laughing because they get it. Yeah, they yeah, understand, the whole right? Thing. That's huge when they're, That's on when it, they're yeah, in when on they it. That's when they're in on it and it's us against yeah. them. It's the greatest. Finally, the security guys look at me and I say, guys, please, please, no need to rush. Take it easy. <laughs> this whole thing Th- has this, taken probably this, 15 to 20 minutes. This whole thing, there's yeah. no reason to rush, guys. In fact, 
just if you guys want to leave, there's no problem. Yeah. Please just take it easy. I look, Patrick, they're leaving. They're walking out. Almost like that great scene from Die Hard where the cops, the cops they get come away. They, yeah, they yeah, leave yeah, the yeah, Nakatomi yeah. building. So they're walking away. They're leaving. The audience couldn't find this funnier. Like I, they're loving how buffoonery this is. Yeah. Like it's so bad. They leave. I'm like, are you sh- like what just happened here? Another five minutes passes. A guy who works at the club comes through the back curtain, pulls her off stage. Jesus, this is like gone. Your whole set, pretty yeah, much. pretty much. Now she's gone. I'm talking to the crowd, not getting mad. I think it's funny. Boom, boom, boom. Two minutes later, they seat her back in her original oh, seat. <laughs> it's like junior high. It's like grade school where it's like, okay, we took him outside for a while, told him. And and it was so funny because at the end of the show, one of the managers came up to me and I tried so hard to not get angry. Because yeah. the minute he walked up to me, he's like, oh my God, you handled that perfectly. And I was like, dude, that's not what the idea no. of this was. It literally was to get her off stage as uncomplicated as possible, yeah. you know? And, and the whole thing was just handled so ridiculously that I was just like, what's going on here? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's almost like when you are getting into a fight with a heckler over and over again and the management's not doing anything and they're like, man, you did great handling it. That was so funny. Yeah, it's I, what are they doing? They almost get caught in like, oh, I'm an audience now. Instead of, it's like, yeah. no, you're not an audience. I need you on top of this whole show. You're overseeing even beyond the comedy. You're overseeing everybody's evening. Like, you need to take action here. Get these people out of here. Well, by the way, the, the other people aren't enjoying this. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. they, but it's irrelevant to them. It's, yeah. it's just so not in their realm of thinking. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So it just, it's, it was beyond me. So, by the way, uh, rewinding a little bit, that Bruce Willis roast is going to air. I mean, they turned that thing around so fast. Okay. It's airing in two weeks. Wow. Okay. So, so it, they're going to cut that. Okay. It taped uh, two days ago, and it's now airing two weeks from now. Yeah, I mean, that's a big name. I don't know of a bigger name that they've roasted there at Comedy Central. I'm trying to think of most previous roasts. They did Justin Bieber. They did Charlie Sheen, uh, Hasselhoff. What do they do, about one a year, one or two a year? One or two, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I think it's one of those things like they must pay that person to do it. And then I think they yeah. either take the money or donate it. Trump, remember years ago, Yeah. he was one of the, you know, Saget, yeah. a lot of those guys. What was your favorite one? You remember, like looking I've, back. I've never really watched any. You never have. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't care. I'd rather go the other way where they build the person up. You know? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I just don't because it's so one or two zings yes. that are under the belly. I think under the belly is that no under the belt. Uh, one or two is fine, but when it's like a half hour or an hour of it, and plus I think it's a little over the top. Like when when they did the Dean Martin stuff, everybody was so familiar with every character in the seventies, yes. and now it's a little bit to me. A little bit mean, a little bit lowest common denominator, a little bit uh, uh, desperate, where it's, yeah. where it's uh, most of the people nobody knows <laughs> well, roasting is, this one person. It is w- funny. You know, whereas if it were like diehard people or people from Pulp Fiction, uh, like if you had Quentin up there talking about the yeah. TV, keep it uh, endearing a little bit. Don't keep it so ice cold like that. It, it is funny. I think one of the funniest, you're always surprised too. Sometimes it's not the comics that kill, it's the guys like Snoop. Or Martha Stewart, like that you didn't know had these comedy chops. Yeah, obviously somebody's writing for them, but the way they deliver it, I mean, just so damn funny. Yeah, it's really. I remember Snoop, like Alec Baldwin. He he should be in all those, right? Uh, I remember Snoop was on the Flavor Flav roast, and he was making fun of uh, Ice Cube, and he's like, "I wanted to listen to your music on the ride over, but my car doesn't have an eight track tape or a cassette Uh, tape, like just like those little zingers." You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you something. This is, I, I, I really need your honest advice about this. I need to travel like in a couple of weeks and flights, as you know, yeah. summertime, ridiculous. The one airline that is dirt cheap is Spirit, Spirit Airlines. Airlines. Yeah. Would you pay the extra money and not fly them or do you fly them and cringe and bear it? What, how long is your stay? Uh, well, let's see. I'm going back to Michigan. Here's the difference. Yeah. A flight on United... 350 flight on spirit 160 so there there is a considerable jump yeah. now i know that that base price always <laughs> goes up the minute you start adding yeah. those things on because it's never 160 yeah. but have you flown them and would you grin and bear it if it were a one-nighter or maybe two-nighter yeah last minute i would do spirit you know yeah but if you have time to plan it i pay the extra 100 150 you whatever would. because and you're building you know credit you're building um 
what's it called equity with with a company you you add to those miles spirit is just like i mean that's like the old west it's like here's 50 bucks can you get me to you know houston and uh, i just i don't like them and i don't like the whole baggage thing where they oh here oh okay cool well okay here's an extra 60 that you owe us right this bag that we didn't tell you about and it's like oh are you kidding like right people are going to side with terrorists over spirit airlines aaron have you flown them before have you flown spirit Never in my life. It's you know what I I always hear this. I always hear the same thing. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, and then people resent it the minute they they yeah. do it. It's really just it's yeah. one of those crazy things. You're like, oh brother. When, when you when you gave the option in my head in this picture, I, I see spirit. You say spirit, yada yada price, or and who'd you say United or what was the other one? United. Just when you said United, and I pictured United and like the seats and uh, not animals on the airplane, like human beings seated comfortably. I, I, I just there was so much peace that went in between the time you said Spirit and United. It's it, it really me. is just brutal. Yeah, it's just I just don't like. Uh, but again, if you're in a, if you're in a crunch, uh, a crunch and you can just stuff all your uh, clothing in one backpack and just do it one or two nights, just absolutely yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, by the way, you know it's so funny because we haven't seen each other in a while. What's coming up on the horizon for you? What do you got coming up? Uh, I'm going to do a benefit in Indianapolis. Oh, nice. The, yeah, that'll be fun at the uh, end of the month here. What's the benefit for? What's it? Uh, um, what's it called? Um, I don't know. The What is it for? The uh, Maybe it's for the Peyton Manning statue or something. Let me see. <laughs> um, and it's just one night? You're just going back yeah, there for a night? Yeah, I'm going back there for uh, two nights in Indy. And uh, what is the name of the... I, I'm not going to have time to look it up. But that'll be fun. Good time of year to go to Indianapolis, the home of uh, Steak and Shake. It is? Yeah, that's the base. That's headquarters for I Steak didn't know that. Yeah. Because yeah. the, the wait no no I'm sorry is that yes I confuse that in Shake Shack yeah it's definitely steak and shake indie and uh, and that'll be fun and yeah how about you I'm, I'm trying to no not really I mean I'm doing I'm heading to San Diego this weekend for Comic Con that'd be great I saw Conan's ad for that that'll be fun yeah that's good for him because that it, it, that's I, his wheelhouse I feel like Conan is gonna like what Letterman did by leaving his show and then finding something on Netflix I feel like Conan's gonna find that kind of resurgence somewhere you know he's been on for he's, 25 he's years so sharp and, yeah. and you know. And like my sister loves Conan, and my sister doesn't watch any TV. She really? just doesn't watch any TV or comedy, and uh, she loves him, and I love him. And you forget sometimes it's buried on TBS or something, and I catch a clip somewhere, and I'm like, man, this guy's as good as any of them ever. You, it's so funny, Patrick. There are these times where we do a sketch with the audience or with Andy, and you're like, oh my god, you, you th- those are old school clips that he is so well known for, and he's yeah. so damn funny. And here, what I love about him too is that. When he goes down to San Diego, it's all work. It's not like yeah. you know showing up at four. Here's the monologue, boom, boom, boom. He's working down yeah. there, getting interviews, and you know of all the road shows that we do, I think that that's the one he loves most because that's that's when, close. It's I like when these guys can when you you or I too when we can just drive to a gig. Oh my god! Yeah. And when we go on the road, San Diego is the show where it's always sold out. Like you know where where we get first day tickets are released. 40,000 requests. Yeah. It's nuts. I mean, so, you know, you got to remember, we have such great guests on the cast of this movie, the cast of this movie. It's certainly better for fans of Comic-Con to come in, see a great show, see all these people in one room. They'll get a pop toy, which they really like, rather than, I, I got to be honest with you, I, there's times where I've had tickets to Comic-Con. I've never walked into that exhibit hall. Yeah, I can't deal with that. Really? No. That's interesting. No. Would okay. you go down there and do that? I, I don't know. I don't. You know, it's, I, it's, some of these. It's bananas. I went for it, ten years and I stopped going because it got so big. It's. I mean, you yeah. you can't. If you want to go see some of these panels, right, Aaron? You're you're literally sitting there forever, right, to try to get in. Yeah. As soon as people started camping out overnight, I was like, oh yeah, I'm done. Right, because you're camping. And that was out- 2008. Oh really? Yeah. So you're camping out to get in, and then you're camping out to then get in again, right? Is that the idea? Oh, a double camp out? You're camping just to get into one yes. thing that you have to choose ahead of time. Yes. Oh, no. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah, once it becomes that. So, right. So, Aaron, you can understand why people come to a Conan taping because it's like, oh, hey, there's the cast of the new Predator movie yeah. or like, and they're all there yeah. and the, the weight isn't as excruciating, you know, plus the pop toy, plus yeah. the experience, you know, that's what's pretty cool for everybody. Yeah. So, you know, I... I It'll be interesting because Conan obviously is switching to a half an hour format come the first of the year. So it'll be interesting to see how everything plays out at that point. But I mean, as of now, I mean, we're really, you know, just moving along. Things are good. And uh, yeah, he just loves it down there. It just, it's a great time. So uh, I'm going to go down there for that. And then uh, a little vacation because we're off oh, good. from You're, Conan you for like four weeks. You and your wife are going to Michigan then? Or? Yeah. yeah. So we, uh, we, we did this a couple of years ago and we're doing it again this year. 
you know, listen, you know this, everything's yeah. so cheap there. It's ridiculous. So we rent a house that's on the water that is a great little beach that if you rented it out here would be 10 grand. Yeah. I think there it's like 1500 bucks. We rent it, both families come, it's yeah. amazing. And uh, we just do it, it's absolutely awesome. So they come down from the Upper Peninsula. We, you know, my mom and sister and all them live in uh, southern part of Detroit. Sure. And we just do it, we we go there and have fun. And Michelle's family, all of her sisters have kids, so they bring the kids down. And it's just a great little time away, just quiet, peaceful, and I'll do that for the week. It's great. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. That's a good time of year to be there. Too. It'll Southern be so Michigan. nice. Yeah. The water's great. Yeah. So yeah, we'll do that. And then we'll be back. And Steve actually uh, is back on the road. Is he? Oh, when's he going back on the road? Back on the road. I don't even think he's even thought about this, but he's back on the road as of first week of August. That's incredible. He's already back in. It, <laughs> just, it seems like he just got off. Like It seems like a, a week or two ago. I just, love how he takes a couple weeks off. I'm yeah. surprised he's not flying out on the weekends to do yeah, these road no, shows. I, I am too, actually. So yeah. he's coming back. He's doing, uh, I just saw that he was doing Tampa and some other dates. Uh, I'm not too sure what what he's doing, yeah. but uh, yeah, he's he's heading up there, so... Crazy, machine. crazy schedule. Yeah, he's a machine. So I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna do Jackson Hole. See my sister in August. With oh, my, you are. With my mom. Yes. Yeah, so and that place is amazing. It's unreal. It's great. And my mom lives in Arizona, so it's a great break from her to get to some place with a little more nature at that time of year. You know? I was gonna say because now oh, summertime, it's Arizona, it's everything's human, brown yeah. and burnt. Yeah. It's just a disaster. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. Um, when is the benefit show that you're doing in Indianapolis? Uh, that is um. August 1st, I think, July 31st or August 1st. It's oh. That last weekend in July. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Club dates coming up? Uh, nothing. Nothing in the club. Oh, uh, I'm going to do, you know what? I'm doing Palo Alto. What is it? Rooster Tea Feathers with Dave oh. at the end of August. That'll Dave be a blast. Burley. Yeah. End oh, of that'll August, be because with Dave. Burley, Palo Alto. Oh, that'll be a blast. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah and Sunnyvale. Rooster Tea Feathers in Sunnyvale. Yeah. Yeah, uh, no yeah, and then I'm sure once Steve kind of settles down and has two seconds to think about it, I'm sure we'll be back on the road with him. That'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, That'll be fun. Yeah. I, you know, I just, I love some, you know, the, I think my two favorite gigs with all three of us were either Tempe or the Comedy Store in La Jolla. Um, Without a doubt. Just, I mean, they were closer. They were all three of us. I'm trying to... Uh, the Chicago was 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 great at, at I enjoyed, the company, but, Chicago, but Steve was busy, and the club there wasn't. wasn't Parlor Live was fun yeah. in Seattle. That was fun as hell because that hotel's closed, the yeah. club's closed. That's great. Uh, Ruben just reached out to me from up there and said, "Hey, want to get you guys back?" Oh, great! But you know, just a matter of putting yeah. everybody scheduled together and making it work. So, but I think once Steve is done and he gets a little time to catch his breath, then yeah, you know, uh, hopefully he'll be back with us, and then we'll be good to go. Um, but yeah, by the way, I just wanted to give a. Uh, a big shout out because I was actually looking through the All Things Comedy website. I didn't realize how many great podcasts were on this it's network. Unbelievable. It's, it's un- unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Oh my God, there's so many. Yeah. Tom and Christina and Bert and all these Tom guys and Christina. Uh, uh, Nick Yusuf now has a show on here. Yeah. Joe and Frazier brought their show here. Good. Um, Ari's got his show. I mean, it just seems like there's yeah. so many. Gr- I just looking at the list. It's like, this is pretty amazing. Yeah. They're calling some serious talent. Yeah. yeah. That's great. So we have some great guests coming up. We want everybody to Bill Burr's to not doing it. too bad either. He's doing all right. Yeah. He's doing okay. He's doing yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ad- do Adam Ray and uh, they do their show here too about last night, right? Oh, Adam and Brad? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Okay. I knew yeah. I mean, there's just so many, so many great uh, shows that are. I was just, I was look, looking through the list. I'm like, wow, this is pretty crazy. So, yeah, I'm, it, what, what a great. Does Cato Caitlin, do you have anything with him or not yet? Oh, my gosh. You're the one who knows him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need to get him in here, man. Oh, my gosh. He's a character. I just saw him hosting something. You on, did? Online. Yeah, it was crazy. I don't know what it was. Yeah. There, by the way, um, I'm trying to get DL Hughley. He's got a new book coming out. Okay. Uh, he would be absolutely great. Um, I told you I emailed Cindy Morgan from uh, Caddyshack, the female yes. lead in Caddyshack, who was fantastic. She's in LA, I think. So, oh, that's awesome. She'd be she'd be fun. She, I mean, she was in that. She was in Tron. She's got quite a uh, you know some kind of very yeah. interesting films as well as what you do. We're receiving a copy of a new book that's uh, released by Simon and Schuster. It's called College Football Traditions and Rivalries. Oh, that'd be huge. Yeah. I would love that. I, so we're both getting copies of yeah. it, and basically, there, there's really no credited author or illustrator to it, but it just talks about, you know, all these different traditions and all this stuff. So uh, we'll get a chance to look at the book. And even though we won't have anybody specifically on to promote the book, we'll still have a chance to look at it and, and promote it and all that stuff. But the book looks great. Um, Louis Anderson. um, He's great. You know, Louis, not only with baskets is amazing. And then he's also a a great comic. You know, he was in not only uh, Coming to America, but Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Like, those are two movies that every scene is, like, in your brain. But he was on Bill Maher a couple of months ago, and he was so funny, and it, and it brought a perfect lightness 
to that very heavy yeah. show sometime. And he was playful with Bill. Or, uh, Bill, they've known each other obviously thirty. He's 40 so, years. so so good. good. Yeah, great, great guy. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited because I'm looking. And then um, I just talked to uh, Jeff Singer who we've had on before yeah. from the Montreal Comedy Just for Last Festival. And once the festival wraps up, we'll have him in studio and kind of recap. That'd be great. He should know. do that every year. He should do a recap. Uh, I would love it. Episode. So we'll have yeah. him in, who are the uh, people to watch. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. Um, by the way, it's always funny this time of year because you, you always get clubs reaching out to you being like, hey, you in town? You want to work this weekend? Then you're like, oh, you realize all the good comics are up in Montreal. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's hilarious. That's so Listen, funny. July is a great time yeah. to be a shitty comic Well, in if town. it makes you feel better, I have nothing <laughs> all month. I reached out to Comedy Magic and it was like, no, no. I just no. love it. Just like all these places are like, you know, like yeah. I, I, you can't get work any other time. Yeah. And then like July is a good time to be in this company. That's You're just true, like, yeah. you know, nobody is reaching out. So um, we just wanted to check back in. We're going to get back to a regular weekly schedule which is going to happen as of today. Yeah. So we're going to just jump back in. We have the uh, the three girls from the Self Helpless podcast. They're so going to be good. joining us. So good. Kelsey Cook, uh, Taylor Tomlinson, and Dana Delaney. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. They're all three going to be joining us. They have a great show right here on the All Things Comedy yeah. Network. I've only worked with Kelsey. She's a great comic, funny, and Oh, my uh, God. Professional hilarious. foosball player. Yeah, great. Um, and uh, Kelsey and Taylor both did Fallon. Oh, they did? Oh, excellent. Yeah, they're blowing okay. up. And Dana, she's so funny, too. Um, and Kelsey was proposed to by her boyfriend on this show when they were doing it live oh, here on the show phenomenal. a couple weeks ago. So yeah, you can go back to Was he and a guest then or is he a regular? No, he was a guest. They, they 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 called him in to be a guest to celebrate an anniversary of the show and then he proposed to her on the show. It was wow. crazy. What if she had said no? That would have been crazy. That would have been, that'd have been well, it got ratings. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and don't forget to watch the show uh, Who is America with uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. We'll have one of the uh, producers who helped set all those interviews up. We'll have her on in a couple weeks. Uh, and by the way, again, one more time, can't say thanks enough to uh, Lorel for helping us out so much with all of her social media stuff. Yeah. I, I will see her this weekend down and we're at Comic-Con. That, that Steve wraps up the, the film and does, I think it looks, yeah. people are excited. I hope that wraps up well and they have a good uh, So we're excited about look. that because the movie, the opening act yeah. should be out soon. Jimmy O. Yang, Cedric the Entertainer, Bill Burr, Roy Wood Jr., so many big names. Yeah. And uh, we'll see where it lands. But yeah. I know that he's, been working his ass off on it. Super proud of it. And uh, eventually we'll get him back in and uh, he will be uh, ramped back up and, and where we are again. So it's been great. So want to say thanks to Aaron who always helps us and always make sure that we are accommodated. Aaron, our producer here and everybody here at All Things Comedy uh, for making uh, this a home for us. We love it here. Absolutely. And uh, all the great podcasts here that I had no idea were so damn many of them. So uh we're ready to rock and roll. Yep. Yeah. I'm so glad that we got the chance to come in today. It was great. Great seeing you always, Gary. Always great seeing you. Um, don't forget, keep listening. Keep writing us. Oh, why don't we close with this song? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the Toys R Us thing. There will be a Toys R Us or some knockoff uh, that's By the way, I wonder retro people, at some point here in the Valley. Or I wonder if people listen to this song and thinks, hey, their podcast is going out of business. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very possible. For Patrick Keene, I've been Gary Cannon, the Gentleman's Dojo here at the All Things Comedy Network, everybody. Thanks for listening to us. Rest in peace, Toys R Us, Jeffrey, and all of your kids. Congrats to Croatia and France, of course. <laughs>